0: TomDispatch.com, this is TomCast, interviews and insight from Tom Dispatch contributors for anyone seeking a deeper understanding of our post-9-11 world and a clear sense of how our global imperial system actually works. I'm Timothy McBain. Recently, I had the pleasure of speaking again with Tom Dispatch founder Tom Engelhardt. We talked about the upcoming Memorial Day weekend, and I began by asking him what we should be remembering in this time of ongoing war.
1: I mean, that's kind of a staggering question because in some ways there's so much to remember about the Afghan war and the events of the last decade or more. I mean, let's remember that based on, in essence, a cult of the dead, which were the dead of 9-11, the Bush administration launched us on a kind of madness. They took advantage of fear and a sense of an urge for revenge, I mean, all of which were understandable they took afghanistan and then not satisfied with that they turned their attention almost immediately to iraq and i mean that almost instantly turned afghanistan and not our first afghan war but really our second afghan war because we fought our first afghan war in the nineteen eighties this is something typically if we were to remember that we would have to remember that really we have fought now in essence for more than twenty years with a small space in between in a country that up until that moment, probably in 1979, few Americans even knew existed, in what to the U.S. is the backlands of the world, although not to Afghans, obviously. All of this, you know, has kind of largely gone down the memory hole. The Afghan war quickly became known as the, quote, forgotten war. And within a few years, something also forgotten, the Taliban, I mean, one of the most retrograde and disliked regimes... On the planet, and in its own country largely, was able to make a comeback. That's how bad, that's how ridiculous our invasion and occupation of Afghanistan turned out to be. We brought back to life one of the least popular regimes of almost any time. And now it's a tenacious, complicated guerrilla movement that isn't going away. And here we are remembering, but not remembering, in the 11th year of this war... In the process, of course, many have died. Some of them are completely unremembered. I mean, we don't even know. Despite the fact that the UN tries to count, we have no idea. I think realistically, there's no way to calculate how many normal Afghans, Afghan citizens, not even fighters, have died in this war, tens of thousands probably. And they will have no memorials except very locally. We certainly won't remember them when we're finally gone, almost 2,000 Americans have died. And I think largely, except maybe for a little bit of cant on Memorial Day, they really are forgotten. And that's what my piece this week was about. Significant numbers of private contractors have died there. They don't even get counted up. NATO allies, you know, another thousand-odd NATO allies and various other allies, some of whom we literally paid to go there, small countries like Georgia who sent... Contingents of troops have died there Nobody here thinks about them On our Memorial Day at this point Very little is remembered And I think most of what is remembered And all the sudden pay-ins of tribute to heroes And the fallen heroes and so on and so forth is really so much camp Because this society has turned its back In everyday life on all of that And this society, I mean I call it a society In which at this point corporations go to war But Americans largely don't And that's, you know, in a way, if we're celebrating Memorial Day, which is largely a day when we have barbecues and go out on the highway and kill ourselves or other people, I think we should be remembering some of that.
0: And do you think this this amnesia is, I mean, is this the result of the government and media increasingly trying to shield the American people from the reality of war and, and the wars we're engaged in? Or do you think Americans are just aware but numb because it's been going on for so long?
1: I think, quite honestly, and this isn't to be little anti war movements, of which there have been some very large ones in our society, but not recently. On the whole, Americans don't like to lose wars. And Afghanistan is obviously a losing war, as Iraq was. It's a kind of defeat. And it's become ever less popular. Uh, I, think, I think that's one factor. People have simply turned away from it. Because it's visibly so unsuccessful. And now, when you, I mean, each time a new poll comes out, the numbers of Americans who think we should be there, think we should have fought, fall, fall, fall. They're so low now, they're almost infinitesimal. I think maybe 27% of Americans in the latest poll show any kind of support for the Afghan war. So, you know, most people have just turned away. But in this country, we're remarkably detached from the wars we fight. So we don't have to think much about it. And uh, that certainly was an advantage. That has been an advantage to the government in prosecuting the wars. So there's an element of that. And things like this are always a little bit overdetermined, you might say. So I don't think there's one factor to explain it. But there are are a lot of factors. And uh, what we're doing is distasteful. I mean, people turn away from that, too. I think there's some combination of factors.
0: And talking about the situation in Afghanistan and what the soldiers are facing and the unpopularity of the war there, can you talk a little bit about what you mentioned in your article, the uh, green on blue violence?
1: I think this is a fascinating phenomenon. I mean, first of all, the fact that we have a name for it. Green is the Afghan color and blue is the NATO color. And so green on blue violence is the term that's come into being for the fact that increasingly... Afghans, they're always said to be Afghans in military uniform, although most of them, in fact, turn out to be Afghan soldiers or Afghan policemen, turn on Americans who are training them, fighting with them, and kill them or try to kill them. We don't really know how many. We know, I think, at this point this year, 22 NATO soldiers, that's including Americans, have died in green on blue incidents of violence. And the incidents themselves are underreported because the the military only reports situations in which somebody got killed, not in which somebody got wounded or some Afghan guy, some Afghan soldier, an American was working with, turned around and fired but missed. And we know recently from the New York Times, which had a, a rather striking account, I mean almost the first one I've seen on a specific incident, at a base in southern Afghanistan, uh, this wasn't even one guy in a moment of anger or whatever turning on the Americans. It was three Afghan soldiers who actually plotted to attack the Americans, took a guard tower, disabled uh, an armored vehicle, killed two Americans. I mean, it was an actual siege. It was a little battle within, this, within a little combat post uh, in southern Afghanistan. I mean, these are striking incidents, and what makes them more striking? I mean, they've certainly it's the one story recently that's kind of made its way onto some front pages about the Afghan war, about the actual fighting of the Afghan war at the moment. But what's not emphasized in this is... The message, and there's a kind of historical message here, you can go through many wars past of this sort. Vietnam, there's no incident like this that ever occurred in Vietnam in which America's allies turned on American soldiers and shot them. Iraq, there might be one incident, but maybe, but it basically it didn't happen. Korea, I mean, almost any place you want to mention, any similar war going backwards, you have to go back, I think, to maybe the... Indian Mutiny of 1857, where, where in that case, whole units of Indian soldiers mutinied against their British officers and killed them and so on and so forth. But this is is historically uncommon. And, I I mean, it, it has a name now for a reason. And it should be, if we're trying to remember something on Memorial Day, you couldn't get a clearer message from Afghanistan. This isn't the Taliban. I mean, a few of these guys might be Taliban infiltrators, but basically, these are Afghans who are so ticked off by the American presence there 11 years later that they're turning their guns on the Americans who are closest to them. This is a historical, oh, really almost an unprecedented in our time, historical phenomenon, and it should send a message about ending this war. On this Memorial Day, really, we should cancel the cookouts, get out of the cars, forget the holiday part of it, and stop for a moment and actually think about the 11-year catastrophe, or if you want to think of it that way, the more than two-decade catastrophe of what American wars in Afghanistan have meant, because it really is time to end them.
0: To read Tom Engelhardt's article... How to Forget on Memorial Day, whistling past a graveyard of empire filled with American war dead, please visit TomDispatch.com. You can also find a link to purchase Tom's latest book, The United States of Fear, at our website at Amazon.com, or pick it up at any quality bookstore near you. I'm Timothy McBain, and until we meet again, thanks for listening.